The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I feel quite fortunate to be able to spend this morning sitting with you and practicing Dharma and um, explore Dharma. So today we'll continue, uh, continue our discussion around the sila. And uh, we're going to speak about the fourth precept, which is uh, to undertake training of abstaining from false speech. I wanted to expand this a little bit uh, because Clearly, in our modern-day societies, um, the speech has kind of broadened out uh, a lot more, right, with many different modalities, um, with um, internet, social media, emails, you know, lots of different devices that we use. And it's not the same as, you know, 2,500 years ago, uh, where... Uh, verbal exchange uh, is mostly the only way to explore uh, the aspect of a communication. And now um, we have so many modalities that we're engaging in communicating, exchanging information. And so this precept uh, in our day and uh, life now, I would I would expand that to include all of these modalities. So we're undertaking the training to abstain from false communication or lying through all these different ways or miss um, or uh, propagate misinformation, miscommunication. And this is under... And this training preceptor for our day in life here as well. And so again, I wanted to explore this from the uh, dimensions of uh, awareness and abstinence and alignment. And that's a triple A framework we've been talking about. All right, instead of uh, speaking about lies or lying, uh, today I wanted to uh, start with truth, staying true, dedicating ourselves ourselves to truth. Uh, in our guided meditation, um, I uh, guided briefly um, for us to tune in to the truth of our experience as we cultivate mindful awareness. We can become sensitive unto our own heart and mind and body. And we can begin to notice what is true, what is the felt sense of truth within us and what, what is the felt sense of not being truthful. And so for me, um, the felt sense of the truth has some sense of of alignment in my body, heart, and mind. That there are 
um, you know, my body, heart, and mind are in harmony with each other. And not like a, you know, one wants to go one direction, the other one goes to another direction. And cultivating clear awareness uh, is very important uh, for us to begin to know what's true and what's untrue. Uh, without uh, cultivation of a clear awareness, often the state of a delusion might cover, cover up what might be true. Um, so for me, um, I'm kind of uh, very aware of a certain conditioning I have. Um, I'm an Asian American. And sometimes I would notice that uh, when I'm in a group uh, with uh, other people, uh, with people with other kind of cultures and that I'm not familiar with. And if I'm the only person who's not in that kind of uh, culture, dominant culture in the group, um, when people say things and that it feels like everybody else knows what they're saying, they're laughing, they're nodding. And, but here I am. I don't know. I have no clue what they're talking about because I didn't grow up with this kind of culture uh, or uh, that the group is expressing. And so there are moments that I would uh, notice, but would I nod as if I know? Um, or not. And so for me, this is a learning. I learned that when I actually nod, uh, pretending that I know, there's something off inside of me, something not aligned inside of me. And so I learned in situations like this uh, to not give in, in to the tendency of simply following along, um, pretending, or maybe feeling embarrassed if, you know, I don't know something that everybody, on, uh, everybody else seems to know. And so there can be all this little kind of uh, self-thing going on that pull us out of um, staying true um, to what we know and what we don't know. And so for me, I learned uh, that it's okay to say, I don't know. And in fact, many times the people are very happy uh, to tell me um, what they know, and I learn something new. And so rather than carrying uh, the burden of uh, misalignment in our heart and mind and our bodies, uh, when we really tune in to our inner being, in situations and began to discern um, this kind of alignment in us. We can become clear and we can practice this precept with uh, a lot of lightness in our bodies and heart. And I, I don't know if I, I, you notice this, if you observe little kids um, especially for some, uh, uh, maybe when they're quite young, uh, if they tell deliberate lies, sometimes 
you see that something is kind of off in them. They're not quite themselves. And in the same way, and that may be true for adults as well. And so this cultivation of awareness is to begin to get to know this felt sense of truth, truthfulness, and a felt sense of untruth, dishonest. And we, when we can stay connected with that sense of a truth, we can then trust more and more what flows out of that place, our words and our actions. And there is a teaching um, in the Majjhima Nikaya uh, Sutta, uh, MN61, and that again is another sutta that the Buddha uh, taught his son, Rahula. And this is the one uh, Rahula was about seven-year-old, a very young monk, apparently had um, had um, uh, made a deliberate lie. And so the Buddha decided to give him a teaching. And uh, the, um, I, I'm not going to go through the entire teaching here, but um, the Buddha ended um, uh, a section of the teaching to Rahula by saying this. And he said, uh, Rahula, when one is not ashamed to tell a deliberate lie, there is no evil I say that one would not do. Therefore, Rahula, you should train thus. I will not utter a falsehood, even as a joke. That's quite a strong statement to a young kid, right? And so for me, it kind of, you know, made me pause just to reflect, well, what is Buddha pointing at here? What does it mean to tell a deliberate lie without feeling ashamed of? So if it would just kind of take a few moments to pause, just right there. What might this be pointing towards? And for me, there was a vivid image of piling mud on top of thick mud. It's kind of layers of the dilutions piling up. And the, the first thick layer of mud is the um, deliberate lies. And then not having moral conscience. It's kind of like piling another thick layer on top. Now the truth is really far away. It's hard to get access to. And so I wanted to just say a few words about this having um, conscience and to know, oh, no, that may have an engaged in the action that wasn't wholesome. And this having a moral conscience in the classic teachings, this is said to be the guardians of our heart and mind. So we can reflect about the consequence of unskillful actions and speech, communications. 
And then we can begin to have a choice moving forward from this point on without this moral conscience, without something that we feel in our heart that isn't aligned. It's pretty hopeless, right? Imagine that, um, can you imagine in the world where um, people will behave and, and um, behave in unwholesome, harmful ways, but there's no protection of some form of moral conscience. I have a hard time imagining living in a world like that. And so this um, having the moral conscience uh, to know and that this moral conscience also have a dimension of care and wisdom in it. Knowing, oh, this wasn't skillful. And now I'm going to make a different choice now. And so now we have an, an opportunity to train our heart and mind uh, in uh, a different orientation. And so I also wanted to kind of go back to uh, the importance of staying true because lies break trust amongst human beings. Lies break our own inner integrity. And so we human beings live our lives. We depend on trusting, some level of trusting of each, of each other, right? So when we can really have that deep trust for our own actions and speech and our activities, and we can trust others, there is so much safety in us so much well-being that can come from it. And so because of this, it's important to undertake this training precept to abstain from false speech and false communication. And then we align, we align ourselves with the truth and we cultivate wise, skillful speech that are kind, unifying, beneficial, conducive for creating safety and trust. And so I'll end by uh, quoting again this Mangala Sutta, uh, Sutta for Blessings. Uh, and it has uh, this few lines uh, speaking to this. It says, education and the craft, discipline and training and well-spoken speech. This is the highest blessing. May we all continue our journey of a practice. May our practice benefit all beings. And thank you all for being here today. And I'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest, rest of the day, wherever you are.